Our sponsor this episode is The Little Catholic. Uh, The Little Catholic is a very simple store, and their main objective is to evangelize through beauty. And as you look at their online collection, that is exactly what they do. With everything from rings and earrings to coins and medals, their medals are all handmade in Southern California, and their desire is to bring beauty that heals and to provide that beauty for each person who sees one of the pieces or wears one of the pieces, and you are going to love it. You're also going to love the discount code that we're going to give you, Abide15 for 15% off the store. So Abide15, type in that promo code and you get 15% off their store. Check out all of their pieces. They're absolutely lovely. So thank you so much to The Little Catholic. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. As usual, we've been chatting already for quite some time, and so we thought we should probably record a show. Like, what do you guys think? I, I think we should. We've been chatting for a long time. We might as well hit recording, get going here. Well, there's like a lot of great things we already talked about. I don't know. I think we were just, the, I think the highlight is your trip to Magnolia Market. Like, we spent a little time talking about that. Sister was... Um, and Sister Miriam and Sister Mary Paul were speaking at Baylor University, and they did a little side trip to Magnolia Market, the places where, you know, Joanna Gaines' dreams come true. So you can tell us a little bit about that, Sister. <laughs> we did. I so wanted to, like, record a little video for everybody from there, but I'm like, I just, it was overwhelming. There was just, like, tons of people there. A bunch of women there buying $25 coffee mugs. That's what was happening. Of course so. they did. But it was really beautiful. It's just beautiful to see. I mean, I think I think we've talked about this before. I, I really believe one of the reasons why that show is was so popular, why Chip and Joanna Gaines are so popular. I mean, they put out wonderful products, and, you know, they're both wonderful in their own right, but everybody loves their marriage. They love their marriage and they love their family and they love what Chip and Joanna Gaines stand for. They love how they champion one another Mm -hmm. and believe in one another. And, you know, they're revamping Waco, Texas. And so I think, you know, it's people are buying, you know, dishes and they're buying wall hangings and things like that, but they're also buying a lifestyle. I think they really want part of whatever Chip and Joanna Gaines have. And so just, it was interesting to notice that. And just, it's very beautiful. They have the silos there and they've has huge AstroTurf field where all the kids can play and they've got food trucks and, had a cup of coffee at Magnolia Press and split a muffin. And uh, I, I know everybody was and, like, And blew up our text messages, which was so awesome because we were both vicariously living through you. So it was perfect. It was. Jake's like, what is going on with your phone right now? I'm like, sister's at Magnolia. She's sending us all the things. It was true. I, did, I went to reconnoiter the land for both of you. So the nuns went first and uh, we checked it out. So, but I know, I just want to say everybody's like, get a cupcake, get a cupcake. I want to tell you. It was 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. The line to get into the bakery was halfway down the city block. So unfortunately, oh yeah, we couldn't do that. But we did split a muffin at Magnolia Press, which was very nice. <laughs> Can I just say that? So. Got to have a little fun. You're working so hard. You got to have a little fun every now and then. That's great. And Michelle, you got your War Eagle hat on. You I do. You're looking tough. I you're do. Looking tough. You're looking strong. I do. Morning. My boys uh, were doing really well in basketball, and then they had a couple of – we lost to Alabama and broke our streak, which was a little bit painful, but now they're on the rebound. And so um, – on the rebound. So now we have entered basketball season, which I'm not a diehard college basketball like I am football, 
But, you know, I'll embrace it uh, for a little while. So, But I have so many kids playing sports right now, I don't really have time to watch anybody else playing sports. So I had six games on Saturday. I really need a really good bleacher seat, you know, something really fun. Yeah, I have one. I was sitting in it last night. My son is playing basketball, and I was, like, so grateful for that seat. Seriously, I need to invest in one. Cushion, mm-hmm. cup holders, all the things, all the feels. So let's see. You know, I want you to have the hat with the drinks and the straws. Seriously, That's seriously. What I see. One side I coffee, photos. one side water. I could hydrate, and then I could walk around with my Fitbit. I'll be great. I will be great. So And looking good, I might add. Looking so good. Looking amazing, yeah. All of you guys have all the feels and are so jealous of the way I rock my basketball games. So as we digress, what are we talking about today, sister? I think we've said that the last three episodes. <laughs> as we, dig- as we, we digress. Don't worry, people. We have a plan. There is one. There is a plan that eventually unfolds within the course of 35 minutes on this episode. So actually, so speaking of other people, we were talking about the upcoming book study, which starts February 24th. So we're going to uh, we're gonna talk about Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen, and so some, and which is a great time to get your friends together, get your family together, just get one other person together and to do a book study. So people ask us all the time, how do you form a small group or how do you lead a discussion or how do you, like we have discussion questions for every single podcast episode. How do you gather together a group of people and lead a fruitful discussion? Because we've all had wonderful small group experiences. We've all had really um, horrifying (laughs) small group experiences. So what's the difference between the two and what's the, what are the ingredients to, you know, bringing people together? Ultimately what we're doing is we're living life vulnerably, right? In, In different circles, depending on who these people are, but how do we live a life open-hearted and to share our hearts with others and to receive them into our own hearts? So Michelle and Heather, you are much better at this than I am because we just live differently. So, and I'm a horrendous introvert. So um, Michelle, do you want to talk a bit about, cause you have family dinner at your house and uh, you are just really one of your bet. One of the most beautiful qualities about you is that you gather people well. So could you kind of lead us in this discussion and kind of what have you found helpful along the way to gather people together and to create an environment of safety where people can share their hearts and be loved? I think the one thing is getting over the fear of hospitality. Like I would have to say it did not come naturally to me at the beginning. Like people are like, oh, you're so good at it now. But it was not, I want to say like in my wheelhouse at the very beginning. My mother was always hospitable and we always had people in and out of our home growing up. But I not didn't learn the trade, if you would say. And the only way to start becoming hospitable is to be hospitable and start doing it. Like that is it for me. You know, like you just start doing it. And it's one, is this extending an invitation? Like, I think an invitation, it can be to any place. It does not have to be to your home, but I do think there's something special about inviting people into your home and say, do you want to come over, you know? And your home doesn't have to be um, like the show. It does not have to look like Magnolia Market, people. It does not have to look like Magnolia Market. But it just where people feel welcome, where people feel invited. Like, I think sometimes I feel more invited when there's dishes in the sink and laundry on the couch than I do when everything is perfect. And, um, but just the extending the invitation, would you like to gather? Would you like to come over? Can we just do this? I think it's the invitation and I think it's the intentionality of creating time and space to gather and to talk, which I don't think we do often enough in our society anymore is that intention to gather. Like for us, we do Sunday dinner every Sunday night. Well, it is not convenient a lot of times, but it's a priority. 
because these people that we are journeying with, they are a priority to us and we are a priority to them and to grow together is a priority. So I think it's extending an invitation and the intentionality of meeting in the time and space, even though it's not convenient, but saying, okay, we're going to do this because our growth together is important. But I'm going to let Heather take it apart. Like, how do you figure out who you're going to grow with, like who to even invite and how to even start that way. You know, Heather, Mm -hmm. you can take that part. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, this conversation that we're starting to have here isn't just about small groups, although it is about small groups. It's about how to go deeper in any relationships that you have, whether it be with family, friends, like coworkers, whoever it is that you want to take relationships to the next level. These, this conversation that we're having and, and that's going to happen here is really, really important. And I think all three of us have learned the value of relationship in our life. And there may have been times where we've done things a little more solo and we've paid the price, um, and then come back to always realizing, well, it's really important that I have strong relationships, that I'm able to be vulnerable and that other people are feel safe to be vulnerable with me um, because there's something so life-giving about that because we're made for it. We're made for communion. We're made for relationship. God is relationship. He's a relationship of persons in the Trinity and we were made in his image. So it's not something to take lightly. This is in the very core of who we are as human beings. And so that's just to frame this conversation. If you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do a small group, you know, well, this conversation is still for you because it's about relationship. Relationship. Absolutely. I, cu- I couldn't say like this last year, I've heard from so many people who are friends of mine and in our community, how lonely they feel and that they just are like, oh, we're just so lonely. Like we we're, we're not meeting together with anybody or we haven't been able to see our friends or it's just the same story over and over and over again. And people are aching for it. And I thought, wow, okay, we need to address this and I need to address this for me. One, I do have, like my mom is amazing at hospitality. It's one of her greatest gifts. And I grew up learning from her about how to welcome people just not even in our home, just when they're right in front of you. She's just really good at that. When she's talking to someone, they know they're seen and loved and they're the priority right there. She actually does care when she says, how are you? And so I've learned that because it was modeled for me. And she's so good at just making space. She allows her life to be interrupted all the time. Like spontaneously after mass sees a new person. Oh, do you want to come down for breakfast? And, and interiorly I'm like, Oh man, (laughs) we're going to have to try and put an effort talking to somebody. But those things have been such a blessing, you know, it relationship you can't lose when you're opening your heart to love. So I think, um, the biggest thing is to be intentional about it and you have to start doing it. And who do you invest in? I think that that's something that all of us have to take time to really reflect on. Who has God brought into your life? Who have you maybe been neglecting in your life that you you already know there's like a strong bond there, but maybe you haven't been a great friend or maybe you just haven't had the time to get together. This isn't like beat yourself up over not doing it right, but it's just acknowledging, hey, like this is a relationship that's really important to me. How can I pour into this? Who are the families? families that God might be calling you to invest in more fully. We had a group of couples that we met with for eight or nine years. <laughs> There's like four of us couples that got together every week to listen to a little video or read a book. We did various things. It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't even matter what we were doing. Cause it wasn't about that. 
It was about consistency. Like you were saying, Michelle, it was probably never convenient. There was always probably for most of us, like when we were about to leave and go, Oh, I don't want to go out right now at seven o'clock at night. Like I don't want to. And then we'd get there and be like, that was so good. You know, that was so good. So you have to, I think initially get over your feelings about it. Get over the, I don't want to do the discomfort. I mean, the enemy can play a role in that. Just your humanness plays a role in that. Like you just got to get over it. Sister, what are some of your thoughts initially here? I think that's very true for both. And I, you know, we've talked about that before, like adult friendships are often so different than childhood friendships because we're not in school. We're not in math class together every day, you know, so it does take time to do that. I think, um, I was just, uh, giving a retreat with Dr. Bob Schutz and we were at a seminary in Minneapolis and, you know, part of the, part of the exercise or part of the material talks about, um, the affirmation of another and the presence, like the affirmation comes through the presence of a person, somebody who's there, like who's totally present for you. So I think the, the important thing of, you know, when we invite somebody or when we are with a group of people that is hard, it is as father Mark Toops would say to be present in the present moment, but to try to do that because that's really ultimately people want to be heard. And so being, uh, very, uh, yeah, I get use the word intentional, I guess, but like be very intentional about the kind of presence. So it's not just people getting together as bodies in a space, but really in a sense of, you know, what's the common goal? Like, what am I looking for? You know, how can I receive another person? And I, so often we're waiting for somebody else to invite us, like what you were saying, Michelle. And it can be very simple as, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to invite four people over on Sunday afternoon from two to four, put a time limit on it even, you know, from two to four, and we're just going to come and share hearts, or we're going to talk about whatever, just come and see. And, and then to be very open in that place of, um, you know, welcoming the other person and being that for another person. And I think it is Jason or Kristalina Everett, they always talk about, you know, how do you people, they talked to a lot of teens about chastity and about true love. And they said, you know, how do you, you know, you want to marry somebody great and you want to marry this perfect person or you want to marry somebody who's holy. And they said, well, before you can really do that, you have to become that yourself or you have to be willing to be on that journey yourself. And so sometimes it takes all of us to be, to offer the gift of our heart first in whatever way is appropriate in, in that area, but to be a safe place for other people. And then it's amazing when we take little risks like that, how, other people open their hearts as well, but it doesn't happen until we begin it. And so sometimes I think all of us are waiting for that other person to text us, but sometimes it has to be us <laughs> to do that. Yeah. And, and yeah, make it easy, set a time limit on it. So, you know, it's not going to be forever, but, and then honor that time limit. people that can stay, want to stay, but, but just to, just to start somewhere. I mean, you know, it's about the one thing, like, you know, you can't do the second thing until you do the first thing. So let's start about the one thing, you know? Yeah. I think the simplicity, that's something that we have to begin with. I think in our mind, there's a lot of stumbling blocks to why we shouldn't get together. And sometimes we don't even acknowledge what those are exactly. We just feel like, uh, I can't do it. There's like four things that run through our mind for me for a while. It was like, I can't have anybody over for dinner. I just can't make dinner. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of cleanup. I just didn't have the bandwidth for it. It's not that I didn't want to do it. And then I realized, why am I thinking I have to have people over for dinner? That doesn't have to happen. We can have them over. Like, in the afternoon and for scones, or we can have them over in the evening and just have a bottle of wine. Like there, there doesn't have to be the constraints that sometimes are in, in our minds. So I think a first step would be, what are the, what are the things that are holding you back? Just acknowledge what they are and then say, does that actually have to happen that way? You remove the stumbling blocks, you know, Michelle, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it goes back to what sister was saying, like you have to become what you you desire, like that you have to become it yourself and you have to extend the invitation. One of the things that we've been doing the last couple of weeks with uh, the group of girls that um, 
and guys that but that we form is teach them how to invite other people into their story and teach them how to invite other people into their growth. You know, so we actually, Chris, my husband is much better at making it very practical and logical, and and um, accessible. So we were even taking like even take for instance uh, the word of the year. Each of our words of the year, we had everyone that we are forming do that. So we even we met with each of the people, young adults, and asked them, what are some of the questions that community can ask you so you can go deeper into the word? Like, what can we invite you into? You know, like, and it's just as simple, like, mine is romance. You know, how have you seen the Lord romance you this week? But I have to verbally invite people into that to ask me this question. This is the question that I really would love for you to ask me. Can you be with me on this journey? And I think for me, I'm learning as I go deeper into community is where are, what are the questions that I need people to ask me? And we just, we hope that people will just get it osmosis and just, Mm -hmm. but they don't like, you know, like you have to tell them how to love you because each person is, you know, is loved differently. Help the people. Like we're all in the school of love. So give them a cheat sheet. So it's easier. You know, this is how I love you. And okay, our, if there's some areas in our spiritual walk, you know, that we need accountability because we don't have the strength to do it ourselves. Invite people, hey, I really want to um, cultivate this virtue. I really want to do at a holy hour, but I'm just not good at it. I want invite a partner with you hey, can we sign up together? I need accountability on this. Like I need a partner to journey with me. It's extending the invitation so you can go further. You know, you're joined together and you can go further in your journey. You always go further with others, that call of communion. Like a perfect example is for me, I used to be in amazing shape. The last three years I moved to Florida, not in amazing shape. I don't know who moves to Florida and gets out of shape, but I would be that girl. Anyway, so like I knew I knew. Enter Fitbit. Enter Fitbit. <laughs> And I knew, I was like, okay, I need accountability in this aspect. So who do I ask? Sister Miriam and I are doing a workout program, and we work out every morning, and she texts me. And I told her, I don't need you to be nice, kind, healing nun. I need you to be Division One athlete, kick my butt, get your workout done kind of girl. And she's done a very good job, like, of doing that every <laughs> single day. But so it brings great. about growth, you know? Because I'm like, okay, I need accountability. Like, I mean, there's been so many days where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get it in. And sister's like, done. Already done mine for the day. See you later. And I'm like, okay, she's traveling everywhere. And I'm like, all right, I can get it done. Yeah. Go ahead, sister. Well, and the fact, I didn't want to tell you that I didn't do it either. It was so great. Because it's not just about like accountability, like, oh, I failed here. But it's like, how's that treating you? You know, and I'm like, I don't want to tell Michelle I didn't do the workout today. So I'm just yeah, yeah. I don't want to suffer the embarrassment. But it's those things like, okay, in our weaknesses are, you know, like we gather together, but invite people into the process with you in the growth process. And be specific. Like, you know, it was really interesting. One of the girls we were saying, she's like, if people ask me in a certain tone, though, I'm going to feel defensive. So how even say, I would love to invite you into my growth for this. This is even how I would love for you to speak. Give people the cheat sheet, people, so they can journey with you Mm -hmm. properly and love you properly. Mm -hmm. You know, it uh, feels so weird. It does. I know. Hey, could you love me like this? Yeah. But at the same time, if I put it the opposite way, I would love for somebody to tell me how to love them better, you know? So why don't I give myself the permission to do that? Um, I think when we're talking about having conversations with people, um, there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast and they go, Oh, your conversation inspired us to have a conversation. And now we have a group and I'm like, awesome. I love hearing that. Some people listen to our conversation and say, well, I don't have friends like that. 
you know, it's okay if you don't have this kind of level. We've been journeying together for many, many, many years now. You have to have a starting point and it might not look perfect. And I think we have to sort of like let go of some of the pressures and expectations that we have on people that might crush something good. It's like, you're going to grow a little plant, you know, in relationships, you got to be tender with it. You got to be gentle. You have to let it evolve and be organic and become its own thing. It, it, the roots might be small at the beginning and things take time and that's okay. I think it's really, really good to just start somewhere. We keep saying that over and over again, just start somewhere. But in the practical application, don't have your expectations so high that you are constantly walking around with disappointment. You have to be open to the gift of whatever it is. Certain relationships in your life might not have all the elements that you want, but you have to rejoice in the gift that it is. Like what is coming to the table here. There's some friends I have. It's like, I can't go deep spiritually at all, but man, do we laugh. And that is a gift to my heart, you know, but I can't keep being disappointed that I can't go deep spiritually with them. You know, there's something that the enemy can get in there in relationships to cause division however he can. And so we just need to keep going. This is a gift. Like what's the gift that's here that I want to, you know, cultivate. So I think that's really important. I think we need to get over some of our fears, you know, of what it's supposed to look like. Um, even the fear of mess in our home, like that's a big fear for a lot of people. They're like, I can't bring someone into my home, chuck it in your bedroom. You know, who cares? Like there's so many times I've taken piles of things and put them on my bed and had people over there like, Oh, it's so nice. I'm like, you have no idea what's in my room right now. Um, but also just even sometimes having a mess in sight, like, like you said, Michelle, it's human, it's real. You know, I want to be able to come into someone's home and not have them feel the pressure that they have to clean up for me and have it be perfect for me. So I need to give myself the same permission. I think on a practical level, it's good to have some questions in mind before you get together with people, even Amen. At a family dinner, yeah. you know, with your own family or with your children. Like I think of certain questions to have before I enter into conversations, everybody loves to share about themselves. So take an interest in other people. And it, it slowly, as you grow, you, you know, that will be reciprocated, but it's good to have something in mind. Just a few questions. My husband, Jake has a podcast and they start their thing with highs and lows. And that's become something that a lot of guys do now they meet in their groups and that's how they start their conversation. What's been your high of the week? What's been your low of the week? So it opens the door for whatever comfort of vulnerability you want to go to. It's just a question that can start it off. It breaks the ice. It's like, what's, you know, what's something that was really fun that happened this week, what was hard, you know? So I think it's okay to just have like some things prepared, like in your mind so that it opens the door to go deeper. Yeah. I think those are good just to have the starting points, just to jump off from like already in your mind. And when you ask people the questions, be really attentive to listen, you know, and listen to what they're saying and listen to what they're not saying. You know, I think we go back, we also often think that the school of love is just for marriage or vocation. No, but the school of love is for community. You know, we are joined together. We are a universal church and we join together. So we have to have to learn how to love other people. And it doesn't come um, automatic for a majority of us. So we have to, if it doesn't, we have to be a student and learn, you know, what works in community, what doesn't work. And I hate to say it, the way we often learn is from the mistakes. Ooh, that wasn't work so well. I'm not going to ask that question mm -hmm. or, oh, okay. And ask people about their story, then you get to know them and then you can see why they do what they do. Um, and one of the things my husband is so good at, he assumes the best of people all the time. 
He always gives them the benefit of the doubt and assume the best. He's like, you just don't know what's going on in their day. You don't know what's going on in their family. You don't know parts of their story, you know? So just give them the benefit of the doubt and assume the best. And then, you know, be attentive to their heart. Like, be listen to what they want to say, you know, which is... Um, so interesting to watch, you know, like I always watch, I used to watch like really dynamic speakers. Now I watch really good listeners and see how they listen to other people mm -hmm. and see what they're saying when they're not saying anything, like really studying other people. Sister, what would you say? No, those are, oh gosh, what you both said are just, that's gold on so many levels. And I think even, I, you know, you can Google things like conversation starting questions. It's funny, you know, there's a study that two psychologists did several years ago and they called it something like, like 36 questions which lead to love. And they found like if they put two strangers together, didn't know each other, would asking these 36 questions, you know, lead them to have a spark. And they're, they, they like an under romantic love, but the questions are really great. Everything from like, what's your favorite childhood memory to do you ever rehearse conversations in your mind before you talk to somebody to, I mean, it's just <laughs> stuff like that, that you, I mean, and if there's and some of them are very intimate, I was like, Oh my gosh. But, but stuff like that, where you, even when you're with somebody, we've all been in conversations with somebody where, you know, you don't know what else to say and you kind of run out of the small talk and you stop talking about the weather and just, what are some, just those are great tools to have at any time. I think when you're meeting somebody, because like Heather was saying, there's actually a part of your brain that, that lights up when you talk about yourself. And it's, have you ever, it's very funny. Have you ever had this experience where you're talking to somebody and I mean, you just let them talk the whole time and you just, you're listening, you ask reflective questions. And then, uh, the, at the end of the conversation, I'm like, that was a great conversation. You're like, well, I didn't say anything, but you know, cause it's really great. But, but an amen to that, you know, and, and that's okay. And yeah, and people learn how to give and receive, but we all want to be received and, and it's just such a rare thing. So I think giving people a place where you, there is that, there is the, the back and forth, but the people's stories are really heard because, you know, we've talked about this before. What most people really want is they want to be received and they want to be heard in the heart. And I think we, as women, especially we expect people to read our minds or we should say, well, if you know me, you should know this about me. And it's really, that's not really fair ultimately. I mean, it's really not fair. So to, to help people, help them help you, you know, so it, it's true. I think, you know, we do, like you're both saying, I think we make it far more difficult than it is. And I want to echo Heather, what you're saying is that we have different groups of friends and that's okay. We have, mm -hmm. you know, it's wonderful if we have friends that encompass everything that we love, but those really things are very actually exceedingly rare. And those are very few people, but we do have different friends, not your, where you're a different person, but we're people, we friends. You just talk about different things and you have different um, outlets and you have different responses responsibilities or you have different, you know, um, likes and kind of things that you gather and that's okay. And so just developing like a banquet, like a cornucopia of beauty, I think amongst the people that God has brought into our life, it just makes our life that much richer. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like, so let's just talk about on a practical level, like, um, because we have a book study coming up and we want people to feel like they can, they can do it. Like there's a lot of people who ask us constantly, how do I do this? I don't, I don't know what to do or how does it work? How does a book study even work? We're getting questions every day about this online right now. So Michelle, let's just talk practically about the book study and you can use this as a framework for other discussions of any, any kind of study, any kind of book or any kind of conversation. What would you say are some good ways to start off? I would say first and foremost, okay, pray. Say, all right, Holy Spirit, who would you like me to journey with during this book? And just bring names to light. And some of them will become like automatic to you. And some be like, really, that person? Uh, you know, but just see what it is. Like really invite the Holy Spirit in it and see where the, you know, where he is leading and what he is asking, you know, of you. And then extend the invitation. 
you know, just extend an invitation. This is what we're going to meet. This is when we are going to meet. Like sister said, set a time limit. And so like do it at a coffee shop if you don't want to do it at your house. Do it, you know, or do it at your house. Say I'll provide coffee. Everyone else bring something else, you know, like allow everyone else to have ownership of the group. I think do it over Skype if you have to. Yeah, Hello. do it over That's Skype. That's what we do every week. <laughs> and I think as much as you can, just verbalize and don't make it harder. Keep it pure and simple. Hey, this is our expectations that you read the chapter and you come to answer the questions that are in the discussion questions openly and honestly to the best of your ability. That's all you have to say, you know, and just start, you know, and then you can tweak as you go, but just mm-hmm. begin. So we're going to have like out already, it's already out online, uh, how the chapters are going to be broken up. So each week there's certain chapters that you read and then we'll discuss it every Monday on the podcast. So everybody can listen to the podcast and then have their own discussion or however you want to do it, but that's how it's going to work for us. And it'll take us through almost through the entire duration of Lent. So I think in, when I invite people into my home, um, I like to light a candle just to create a little bit of coziness. There's some simple things that you can do. You know, I like to bake something. It can be super simple. If I can't bake something, I'm going to stop at Tim Hortons or Hello Canadians um, or wherever, you know, on the way home and just grab, grab some muffins. Yeah. Or whatever it might be, you know, and even that, like, if you don't want to feel the pressure of that, everybody can take turns and bring something. Oh, I love it. I, it's so funny. The people that do life with us, they'll, be, they'll come in and they're like, wow, when they come to your house, I call it smoke and mirrors. Like we don't want to be unauthentic, but like Heather said, grab a laundry basket, any of the clutter, put it in a basket, stick it in a room. If you have to hurry up and clean, wipe down the counters and get yourself some really good room spray or a candle and you're good to go. And so, you yep, know. Room spray covers a multitude. of sins. Yeah, well, and I you think, go. you know, awesome. also kind of setting parameters for, you know, if you're leading the group, just setting parameters for the group that, you know, we're going to limit the discussion to this chapter or, you know, we're going to limit the discussion to this and we just want to give everybody a chance to, to share who wants to share. Just so, you know, you're not pro- you're providing the one person. Sometimes people come and they dominate a conversation. This is why, that's why most people avoid small groups is because they've had horrific experiences with it and it doesn't have to always be that way but just to be you know really careful about that of like you know here's what we're going to talk about and here's you know just so everybody has a safe place to share that wants to and uh they can move the discussion along and things like that so it helps the person who's leading it also to you know certainly don't have to know everything and and conversations are going to come from that it's you know all the beautiful trails that will come from that but just so you also in your mind have an area just to guide the conversation too that you're not you know if you're not giving advice or you're not preaching to each other but you're just sharing hearts and you're and you're also holding confidential what, what's in that circle too. So people have a safe place where they know you're not going to get on Instagram or Facebook and say, Hey, did you, can you believe what Hannah said? You know, so everybody, cause we need that safe space. So just so everybody knows that and that helps people psychologically relax as well. So they know that this is a safe place, you know? Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Awesome. That is great. Yeah. There's ways to like lead a small group that that's always the concern, the person that's going to dominate the conversation, but there's, there's an art to that. You know, there's a way to shift the conversation. And one of those things is to not just ask a question and then wait for someone to answer. You can just say, we're going to go around in a circle every time. So everybody has a chance to say, and not just wait and have that awkward silence of like, Hey, so here's a question. What do you guys think? And then everybody stares at each other. It has to be like, Hey, Michelle, what do you think about this question? And then we'll just go in a circle from there, you know, and, and that helps to keep the flow going and it helps for people to know, oh, somebody has to speak after me. (laughs) So I better wrap it up. That's just a very practical thing. That's a great Heather. Yeah. And just, I think as many practicals as you could give, say, Hey, you know, someone is, you know, let's go around in a circle. Hey, we have about half an hour. So we have two more questions, you know, just 
simple art forms, just like giving parameters so you can grow. These are just beautiful guardrails, you know, that you put in so you can just all be on the journey together and it just be a very inviting, fruitful experience for all. But like we've said, and just reiterating again, you learn by doing it. Just get in there. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get in Mm -hmm. there and start. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything. So even if you don't want to do this book study, it, it still is amazing to me that many of our listeners don't know we have a website and on our website, if you click on any of the episodes individually in there is a download of discussion questions and journaling questions. So even if you don't have someone around you that you can meet with to go deeper with, there's questions for you to journal with, to go deeper into the content and really have a discussion with the Lord about what's going on. So that's available to you at any time. And we have previous studies that you can do. And it's just a resource. There's other ministries that are doing other things. And those are awesome. And I just think, do what works, you know, do what works for your people in your season. Walking with purpose has great things. Blessed is she has great things. There's so much out there now that we can access. And I think the point is just pick something and go with it. Pick the easiest thing, the cheapest thing. Don't let whatever it is be a stumbling block. Whatever is in your mind, just get it out of the way so that you can do it. I think that's a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I, hope it just, I hope it just encourages you just to kind of take the the fear away or just take the, maybe kind of take the excuses away or just take the overwhelm away. Just start, just start ladies. And I think, you know, and gentlemen, I think you're going to love it. So it's a be- it's beautiful what we encounter when we encounter the hearts of others, right? So it, it, it enriches us and, and broadens our own, our own hearts and our own landscapes. So. Anything else before we jump into our one thing, ladies? Okay, so just about the book study. It starts in a couple of weeks, and you can get that on Amazon uh, or anywhere you buy Catholic books. We hope that you're going to join us because it's an amazing book. I think people are going to be blown away by the content of that book. And you can also, there's a link where you can buy it, um, and Abiding Together gets a little kickback. That's on our all our social media and on our website as well. So we hope you'll join us. Can't wait. All right, ladies, what uh, what are your one things for the week, my dear Heather? Well, mine is a practical uh, for this episode. It's called The Ungame. And you don't have to play the board game, but it's a box of questions. And my husband, Jake, uh, used these in his counseling office. He's a counselor, so he used these in his counseling office all the time. But he brought them home, and we started using them at the dinner table with our kids a few years ago. And it was just, you can skip questions that don't apply, whatever. Like, that's that's not the point. But it was like, it just got conversations going that we wouldn't have thought to start. And some of those ended up being really funny, and some of them were kind of touching. So it's just one little practical tool that you can use for conversation. Mm, Oh, I love that. That's awesome. All right, Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is, um, actually it is going to be my husband. He is playing it, had planned a weekend little getaway for us for our anniversary and surprise me. And I am not an easy person to surprise, um, because I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to that kind of stuff. So that, but here is the man that took initiative, found a babysitter and planned a little time away. And so kudos to him. Yeah. We love Chris Benzinger. He's wonderful. Way to go, Chris. Uh, my one thing is a song. And I don't know if I said this some time ago, but it just came up again in my Spotify daily mix. And it is a song called The Bridegroom uh, by the group Rivers and Robots. And it is their version oh, of the Song of Songs. It is absolutely lovely. And so I just, it just came on. Actually, right before we started recording this podcast, I'm like, oh, I love this song. And I had forgotten about it. So it's something that I really love. So I'm going to throw that up there, the link to that song, The Bridegroom, by the group Rivers and Robots. It's it's absolutely lovely. Just absolutely. Rivers and Robots. I know. Like, who has a group like that? Rivers and Robots. Like, I'd love to know the story yes. behind that. I'm sure somebody in our audience can tell us that. 
<laughs> well, dear friends, thank you so much for joining us. And we have enjoyed being with you. So we hope that this episode has given you just some tools for your toolbox and opened your heart a little bit to the gift of others. And so thank you for all the ways that you say yes. And we look forward to once again, journeying with you on the path. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have us go. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.